Somebody on my Twitter feed got together and watched Advent Children and said it was literally the worst movie they've ever seen. And I don't remember it being... It's not a great movie. I don't remember it being abysmal. I remember it being not good. But I don't remember it's not it being, good. like... Maybe I need to it's got, it's got, it has its moments. Sorry, it doesn't have its moments. It has our moment, and that's it. Like, is that the one where everyone, everyone's tossing Clyde yeah. higher and higher? It's hiking Clyde up to fight Bahamut. Yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah. But the rest of it's all kind of garbage. Like the rest yeah. of it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Is it better or worse than Spirits Within? Oh, God, better. Like, way better. Really? Spirits, Spirits Within was like incomprehensible fucking garbage. Like that was. I've like, watched that movie there was a no, lot of times. There was no reason for that to be a Final Fantasy game. Like oh that, no, totally. Or, yes. A Final Fantasy name thing. Like except guy. Her hair looks real good, but that's. Yeah. But even though, it, it, but it, it hasn't held up. Is the other thing like our hair does not look good. Like I watched a clip of that. Movie I'm sure it doesn't. It looked it looked week. good at the time in like oh, yeah. 2001 or whatever it was. But, the, yeah, the thing that almost bankrupted square like they, I, I thought they were gonna get a lot more flack than they got for advent children but it's kind of the flack is slowly built up over the years for advent children but. i think the thing for the thing about advent children though is i think everyone saw what it was which was a kind of barefaced like nostalgia play yeah that's um, all it was that's yeah, all it had basically It's the 21st of April 2020 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name's Ewan. My name's Callum. I had a really horrifying realisation just this week that I always, I always put together. So everything's cancelled, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that's been cancelled is Eurovision, which I can't. I don't think we've yes. talked about on here particularly. Not this year, no. Not this year's. But they put out this statement about... I don't know if you saw the statement about it getting cancelled, but... Yeah. Bas- they are basically observing the standard Eurovision rules where you cannot submit the same song twice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we are never going to get to see the live version no. of... I know. The Iceland The song. Icelandic entry, which is possibly the... the single greatest Eurovision song ever submitted. The amount of uh, people that I've seen on Twitter and the internet saying that Iceland have now been robbed by this decision because... They have. There's no way in... Ha- there's no way in hell they were ever going to lose because that song is a hot jam. It's that... like legitimately, there are two songs I've ever taken from Eurovision that I've added to like genuine playlists that I listen to re- reasonably regularly, and that was one of them. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like it's a really, it's a really, really good track, and I'm really upset that those guys don't get to perform it. Yeah, um, I I went back and looked. I think it would be great. I went back and looked at the the IM log from when I sent you that link about, hey, like, Iceland have just picked their track, and just watching you get progressively more and more into it as the chat log went on to the point... Oh, it's, it's great. To yeah, the point it's where such they, a good track. To the point where they did the key change, you just changed it all caps. You're like, oh, key change? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, key change was, the key change was unexpected, it and was. it was like, it's like, it's like epitome of, like, trucker key change, where it is like... Yep. Um... You don't need to do it. Like, there's nope. no reason to have this key change there, but they do it purely for the effect of, oh, fuck, it's a key change. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not... 
And also, there's no like, purpose to it, but it really works. Because of the nature of that song, it also felt like it was a commentary on Eurovision. That, like, of course, your Eurovision track has a key change because they all have to have yeah. key changes, right? It has a key change at the end to get everybody hyped before the exactly. finish. That's the. It's great, but yeah, I was... it had everything. It had the, it had the like slow somber moment. It had yep. the key change. It had the, it had a dance. Everybody looked stupid. Yeah, the wind it machine. Was, yeah, it was all. Mm-hmm. It was all great. This God, so robbed. I hope. Oh, so disappointing. I hope they're getting like some kind of compensation for that because the amount of money they must have had to invest to be able to get that song together I know like I hope I hope there's something but or or I hope that the Eurovision Sea Sense would fucking repeal their thing and just say yeah you can submit again that's fine it makes zero sense it makes zero sense yeah there's no reason for that to for it to be like that it's especially when Someone had an out-and-out winner. That yeah, exactly. Not... Like the thing was basically decided. It would have been the first mm-hmm. one I think I'd seen in a couple of years where it'd been. It would be uh, competitive, like because that was as far as I could tell, that was winning in my head, just going into the thing. And then like, yeah. okay, somebody's got to because there's always like two or three. We were like, I was actually pretty good. At, um, and then yeah, most gonna... of the time, most of the time, I keep it as like a, I go in pretty blind to Eurovision and yeah. be like, oh, that oh, was yeah, good, that was good. Time. But this time when that hit, I was like, I don't think there's anything that could beat that. Like regardless, yeah. I hadn't even heard any of the other contestants, and I was like, that's probably not beating that. Like, that came that's... from that came from like my American Twitter follower uh, follows who are like, um, who don't care about Eurovision, but like a bunch of them were like. This this thing's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's surprisingly good for a Eurovision song. Yes, which are normally garbage, but that was. But we will replace Eurovision songs with more video games, as we tend to do. So <sighs> before we talk about Final Fantasy, which I think is going to be yeah a chunk of what we talk about, do you have anything else to add? Nope. No, I got okay. nothing. Des- well, Destiny's still going. Monster Hunter is still going. Are you still in? There's one. Game? There's one game. There's one game that I could. I might talk about later, but I've not played enough of it yet, yeah. so I'll, I'll worry about it later. I'm kind of in the same position, because um, Industries of Titan came out, which is the um, kind of city builder um, from Brace Yourself Games, uh, which is very good, but it, it came out in early access, and it's currently very early access. It needs at least... A lot of work. It, no, it, like, it's super polished, and it's got, like, it's really nice looking, and it, it's very, very functional. It's just missing content. Mm. Like, there's a point, ah, okay. like, you get, like, I played about an hour and a half of it, and, like, following the tutorial, and the tutorial, tutorial bleh, the tutorial just goes, this is the end of the tutorial in the current version of Early Access, like, just as they're about oh, to, wow, and, I've, okay. and I, like, I've unlocked everything on the tech tree, like, I've done everything you can possibly do. So it just needs the next iteration of like, okay, here's the next bunch of stuff to do. At that point, I can then probably talk about it. But it's got some really, really cool twists on city building and that kind of stuff. So mm. I'm excited to talk about that game when when it's there's a little bit more there to talk about. But yeah. Final Fantasy was the big thing that's been kind of occupying a lot of what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, same um, for me other than like minor stuff. Yeah, kind of, yes, kind of minor stuff. Well, also I played around a GTFO last night. That game's real cool. That game's very good. Rock hard. I've seen a lot of that game being played and very it seems good. like yeah. something needs tweak to make it so that you can actually play it. But no, it, it, that, it's, it's... it's Yeah, we'll talk about it at our time when I'm a little bit further mm. in. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy. So the remake came out, which yeah. I think I remember you saying like very quickly like the day it came out after we started playing, you were like, this is weird that this is a game. 
that I'm playing. It's weird. It's it, yeah. It's weird that after the years of people being like, "Her remake Final Fantasy VII," you'll it's like that general internet chat about Final Fantasy VII yeah. being remade. It's weird that they they both got it and it now exists yeah. and is a and thing they, that is actively being played by people. Yeah, they released it's, a thing that, and also like I think the most surprising part of it is that it's pretty good. I think that well, like, yeah, was, it's, a, it's it it is a remake in every sense. It's a remake in, like, no sense of the word remake. No. It's a remake in the sense of, like, the same characters are there and it's in the same setting and it's and roughly the same... the same story. Yeah. And then everything else is different. Like, yeah. it is, it's a, it's basically a new game at this point and it just so happens kind to of, have the Final Fantasy yeah. VII characters like, in it. Like, when you, especially when you switch up, like, the... Uh, like the core combat mechanics, like it's not turn based. Yep. When you change, well, it's, ca- it's partly turn based. Yeah. It's weird. Oh yeah, but... yeah. But also, like when you take what was a six hour, how long is Midgard in the original? Like six, seven hours, maybe something like that. I can't and remember. And then you turn it into like a thirty to long. forty hour game. Like you're yep. gonna have to do some stuff to it. Um, oh yeah, and they do, <laughs> and they really do. So. So let let's just before we get any further, how how far how well you obviously can't say how far you are. How many hours are you putting it roughly? What was your hour? Uh, fifteen, I think. Oh, okay, so I, something like that. Okay, so I had twenty three last night, so I think I'm yeah. a little bit further on. But um, yeah, that game is really cool. I I it's, genuinely went in super cynically to it, and then that demo came out and was like, there might be something to this. It's then, kind of it's dramatic how good that game is yeah. like it's quite staggering like it's 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 one of the best designed jrpgs in like a long time would you st- like, like that that and persona 5 are like really like high quality jrpg stuff for different reasons so what is it then so that was because i had to, i was having a conversation with somebody last night about this where i said yeah i'm playing my way through the final fantasy 7 remake and they're like oh i didn't see you as a jrpg person and i don't see myself yeah. as a jrpg person either so what is mm-hmm. it in your opinion makes this a jrpg because it doesn't feel like because for me it was always been like turn-based combat was the thing right but yeah it's jrpgs that have not done that though it's yeah that have I- not done is it, is it like Final Fantasy just... itself has not done has not done turn based conda- yeah, combat okay, on its own? It's a fair point. Um, yeah, but yeah I, I, it's it was... anime is fuck, dude. Like yes. that's it's, yeah, that's kind of the 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 core. Th- I don't know. It's just kind of like a sensibility thing. Like I, I would look at Final Fantasy and be like, yes, that's a JRPG. But yes. I wouldn't look at like Dragon Age and be like, that's a JRPG. Yeah, it's a totally. weird sort of like tone writing sensibilities. Is sort it of really thing. like anime as fuck? Is the thing that it's really it. anime. Like it's like. I, I wouldn't the 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 thing that the thing that fails in the remake, and I say fails, it's not failure, it's like a, a slight thing, is that I don't like the writing's very good. The dialogue like, is awful. Like it's dialogue dialogue specifically because like the story's constructed well. Yeah, like the story like, itself. Mainly because like, it's, it's the same story. Like yeah. that's but um the, the interactions is between characters awful. is really bad. Yeah. yeah, there was one moment. the The one moment I will call out is the the, the section of the story early on where it's just Cloud and Aerith. That yeah. felt the, the, the sacrifice better. slums. Yeah, like, yeah. So that that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Is that that's the part? That's the part I'm in right now, right. and that's the first part where I'm like, okay, these people are actually like human now. Yes. That whole like, section. Aerith, Aerith is. Aerith is undeniably like relentlessly positive yep. but 
it's quite naive. But it's also like can, there, are, there is character there, and it is like written correctly, as opposed to other like, things that have happened. The jokes that Aerith is cracking like feel natural. Like they don't, they don't mm. feel contrived. They feel like that is something she would have said, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, especially when you compare it to like. Barrett, some Barrett. I mean, Barrett's a whole other kettle of fish. But like, yeah. it's part of the part of the problem. And like, even Tifa's dialogue and all this kind of stuff just is so, like, copy pasted out of some th- like third rate anime. Really, it's just yeah. It's it's really strange. Like, it's it's not even, and it's it's voice acted really well. Yeah, so the like voice acting is excellent. The actual performances are really good. I yeah. just think the material is not great. Yeah. And even is like the... even the the mocap and stuff like that, like they the there's an immense amount of effort being put into this thing, like easily. Like the yeah. the amount of money that's been put into this is visible and it's super polished oh, yeah. and it's super drips like, money. Yeah. yeah, super well constructed, but like it's just the the actual writing is just so bad. But they but I only I only bring that up as like a, a criticism because I think literally every other part of the game is stellar. Totally. Like it's super, super good and well made and really like Yeah. The game like, but for, at a base like at a base level, the game looks incredible. Like it looks astoundingly yes. pretty. There's like definitely... it is, they've taken they've taken they've taken this JRPG from nineteen eighty five and really gone with the style of it yeah. and built it out and flushed it because it now only feels like Instead of it being like it was in the original, where it is like Midgar is just a bunch of screens that you interact with, Midgar yeah. now feels like a world that is like alive and doing stuff. Like it sounds super, is... it sounds super cliche, but this is one of the only games I've ever come across where it has the thing of this is what I thought Midgar was like in my head when I played the original. Mm. Like this is what it feels like. Yeah, it, it's it's almost spot on to the image I had in my head of what this was like from a ground level. Um, yeah, and like we'll the, say, ca- the characters look amazing, and the animations look amazing. There's like there's a couple of moments, and I can't remember where it is, but they're, they're definitely hitting the limits of PS4 with this stuff. Because there's a couple of moments. There was one in the sewer section I was playing where like Cloud's been knocked to the floor, and there's like a close shot of his like torso like getting up from the floor, and the floor is just like a single color. Like the texture's so resolution, it's oh, like a flat color. Sure. Um, and there's, a, I can't remember exactly what it was. Is it maybe may have been in the, the Sector Five slums? I can't remember. But there was just like, there was just a, a cutscene in front of a door, and the door is like wildly low quality, like to the point where it looked like mm. a bug, as opposed to like a thing. Like they've definitely hit the limits of like they've done it expertly well, but they've definitely hidden yeah. like the low texture stuff in order to get this to even just run in really really smart sure, places yeah. where you don't notice I it understand that. until you full-on notice it um but yeah like the character animations brilliant like the characters themselves look really good the amount of detail in just everything is... it's their eyes like their yeah, eyes are totally. so detailed that it's it bring it kind of helps everything because everybody like everybody when they do close up some people's faces other than barrett they do close up on people's faces they have that kind of like anime perfection where it's yeah. like their skin is like completely smooth. You can't see any pores. Like there's no they don't yeah. look human. They look no, like balls. No. Yeah. But the the detail in their eyes like gives them so much humanity yeah. that it is it, mean, it like, kind of it it tricks your brain into thinking that the rest of the face looks better than yeah. it actually does, because when you look at the face it just looks like smooth, but totally. it is Yeah, it's like uh, and like the yeah, the the whole all the environments look amazing and yeah, the game's 
it's really pretty it's, it's a really, really pretty game and it, and it like i'm playing it on like a base ps4 and it runs like pretty well like i haven't hit any yeah i've had no yet. problems especially yeah. with like a lot of shit happening on screen like it's been pretty rock solid 30 as far as i can tell um so yeah the, i've i've the, not seen any problems um but yeah so like yeah and the, the stuff they've done to the sto- and i actually realized i was having trouble remembering how the original story went when I was like, there's a yeah, couple of. I've had to tell you multiple things about the original Final Fantasy VII story because yeah. you've not played it. In but so like long, stuff like there's a but... there's a whole sewer section that I don't think I remember from the original game, and there's like the the get. If it's the if it's the sewer section, I think it is. Then you're probably misremembering. Yeah, because but... like the section between the section between Corneo and like the end of that arc. The, the next arc of what happens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That seemed like I could I remembered nothing from in, in between there, so I was just taking it from like, okay, sure, this did, is probably there. Did the thing you fell this slur and there's that big boss fight against that big thing. Yeah, I can't remember oh, yeah, yeah. in the original. I don't. Yeah. yeah, don't even remember. Um, it casts but, a big wave at the, you. But that's <laughs> the thing. It still does. Believe me. Fucking, I hate that boss yeah. fight. Um, the yeah, like the fact that I'm. I have, I realize I have such a patchy memory of the original, and the story is still holding together. It says a lot about like that. Yeah, this, this holds up. It's cool it's that. Well, I, so I can remember a lot of it, and it's cool that there are there are twists on it that. Well, obviously they flush out a lot of it because they're trying to make it like thirty hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like you go and do like there's whole detours with like Jesse and Biggs and Wedge and stuff. That yeah, that's never in the new. original, and yeah, there's all new stuff that you go and do. Um, you get a motorbike way early than you should do. There are yeah. whole fucking new characters like that goddamn soldier that shows up on the motorbike isn't yeah he wasn't new. a thing yeah. in the original he's new like this just turns up um and yeah like obviously like the the slum sections both the sector five and the sector sevens are flushed out because they throw a bunch of side quests and stuff at yeah, you yeah like it has a legitimate um, side quest system I should also say like yeah it's a weird a partly open world it's yeah. kind of well there's definitely the section I'm at they definitely show their open world because you run from like. The start of the game to where you the, the furthest away from the start of the game you've been at that point like you do it in one section like you just run and there's the load, oh sure load screens. Okay. so like it is all connected for sure um but the it sounds weird to call this out but like the menu system in that game is really good in a way that i don't i, I hadn't really thought about but once you learn how those menus are put together like you can get through them at a fair clip and it registers like I, it's a thing that really annoys me about, especially on controllers, especially on console games where you're where you're forced to use a controller. Like being able to navigate menus faster than they can animate is super important because yeah. like you need to be able to get like so like if you need to change out if you want to go into like upgrade weapons, you know the key presses you need to get there, right? It's like this like, second menu down, and if you want if it's cloud, you can just hit X twice, and it it registers the presses before. The animation has started, so you just you can fly around that system, and that is super important in a game like this, where like if you had to, it's like, all menus. It's all a lot of menus. Like where you ha- yeah. if you would have to wait for all that kind of stuff to happen, it would be it would make that game take longer and actually make it feel yeah. a lot worse. I think. Um, but yeah, but the, the the point the point I was making was that even when you do remember the the beats mm. of the story, they. They do. They do think like the 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 fight at the end of uh, the sector five reactor with the airbuster. Yep. Which is like a it's like a famous fight in seven. Yep. Like it's a 
it's the split fight on the bridge. Um, yeah. They they twist that in such a way as to where it is like an entirely new instead of it being like because you can't do that obviously in the yeah. new combat system, exactly. but they make it so that it is really engaging. Like the boss fights are incredibly well designed yeah. and like really well thought out um, on every on every part of like there are like big attacks that you have to dodge and there are like positional advantages and yeah. you have to turn things and people have to hit from the back and like it makes it way more interesting than just like the the ATB system yeah, that you had before sure. the, the, um, there's... but the combat system I'll say this that combat system would not be as good as it was if they didn't make Kingdom Hearts yeah. because totally. that system is damn near the Kingdom Hearts system like straight... uh, all like almost like almost straight copied there are a little bit of differences the the actual act of hitting of things is a bit more flushed out than it is in Kingdom Hearts yeah but the like the quick menu system and the so the active combat but it slows down when you use abilities thing well Kingdom Hearts doesn't slow down I guess but that's yeah. so did they is, but it is like you very dramatically you can see that they have gone let's oh, take yeah. this and For do sure. this so like do they tutorialize that shortcut the L1 shortcut thing yeah because I mm-hmm. got six hours into that game, thinking, "Man, they've taken so many, so much stuff from the Kingdom Hearts combat. It'd be great if they had the L one shortcut system." And then I actually looked in the top left where it keeps the controls up sometimes, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. wait, there is a shortcut thing." And then I found like the 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 battle menu, whatever it is, in the menu where you can set yeah. that stuff up. It was like. I I must have just missed a prompt somewhere. Yeah, they like they definitely told you okay. about that because I use it all the time. Yeah, so, so as soon as I was there, I was like, "Oh shit, this totally changes how all yeah, this works." It's really useful. Okay, um, um, but the, the it's a weird it's a weird mix between because the combat is now it's a weird mix of Kingdom Hearts and weirdly Final Fantasy fifteen mm-hmm. and and thirteen with the whole stagger mechanic, yes. which is it's an interesting way of doing it because otherwise it just becomes. Like the way the way that it works is like you can the 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 enemy weaknesses will cause them to be in a staggered state, which then a bar fills up, and when you fill up the bar, or sorry, they become what's the word pressured, pressured. That's the word. They become yeah. pressured, which fills up a bar, and when the bar fills up, they become staggered, which means they take extra damage from your attacks. Yeah, but it's this that it, instead of it being like the regular JRPG, this thing is weak to this, so it takes more damage. It fills this pressured bar more. Yeah, which is a mechanic from fifteen. But in right. this game, it's way more flushed out and way less hectic than it was in 15, because 15 it, had the whole teleporting mechanic as well. Right. But it, that defi- was... it definitely feels like it. Yeah, it must just be me then, because I definitely felt like I missed some sections of the combat tutorial where it was very unclear to me for a slightly too long time about how to get them into the pressured state. Like, I didn't. Mm. Like, it felt like there was just a slice of text somewhere missing that's like exploit weaknesses to start the pressured state use use your assess materia it's your everything best friend. yeah i've never taken yeah. anything off since i, I got it assess like, everything it will tell you how to put them into a pressured state it is the yes. most useful thing that you can have but it's like it was the fact um, there was a disconnect between the pressured mechanic and the weaknesses for me where it was like it felt like the right. pressured wouldn't come up sometimes because it's not even just like elemental weaknesses like no, the, sometimes the, it depends on what that is, but that's why assess is good because they will have a big block of text that says this thing can be put into a state when you hit it enough times. Sometimes like is, there's definitely yeah. there was definitely I can't remember what was it an enemy or was it a boss? I can't remember. There was definitely something that was like if you like blocking their attack was the thing that's put them in pressured. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. 
So there's a bunch of ways you can do this, but it's exploiting weaknesses and then like blocking is the other way of doing it. So there's one fight in particular that it felt like I had just not enough information. And I think that was like, I think that was partly it was, I think the design of the fight. I'm not sure. It's the, it's a way of saying this. It's the uh, underground part of Wall Market. The underground part of Wall Market? There's a couple of fights okay. that are core to... Okay, yeah, obviously I haven't got there. There's that, a, let's say, an iconic enemy from the Final Fantasy series that appears at that point, and you have, sure. you have this big boss okay. fight. And the thing I was missing was that it is... It, it, like, this has been in a bunch of different JRPGs and a bunch of different RPGs in general, but basically it's elemental... Um, weakness changes like as the fight goes yeah. on like it will flash mm. different things it'll be fire it'll be ice it'll be lightning whatever and the assess material tells you like hey use the opposite thing to get it into stagger but the visual representation of what state it's currently in was not obvious enough for me like it wasn't oh really okay and sure. also it didn't feel like it stayed in one for long enough for me to actually get my wits together and actually exploit it so that fight yeah. took forever until I really watched what was going on and really yeah. took it all in. And then at that point, I did it in like one go. It was... I mean, that's that's good. That it means totally, that you paid attention. That's, totally. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, it's very easy. Like, again, when I played Kingdom Hearts, when I played... Like, I think Nier is probably the closest thing I've played in this kind of combat system, almost. Where, like, sure. the way okay. I would get through that kind of stuff is like you can usually brute force a lot of this combat usually where like if you've got enough potions and you've got enough like healing materia and like you set up in a particular way you can usually brute force it if but this was the first fight that I'd hit that was like no you need to pay attention to what this enemy is doing and how they're doing it yeah you're just gonna get creamed over and over you get and over absolutely again. massacred yeah yeah so it was good. The, to... um, the 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 thing that I've noticed a lot of the time is that um, like not just reading attacks and stuff is important, which obviously is, mm. but like the the mechanics of like how things hit you is very important. Like fucking the clouds um, unique ability where you can like change stances. Yep. That second stance when you block, you actually counter hit mm. is actually really important and yep. really really good. Yep. That. A lot of it, a lot of the time, gets ignored if you don't pay attention. Yep. Like the fight in um, the fight with Reno that you do in the church. Yeah, I was about um, to bring that up. That was the that was the moment. Is like well. it, is like that would be that would be a really hard fight if you don't just counter hit him. And if you counter hit him, it's not that difficult. Like no. it's a pretty straightforward fight. Because I did um, it, I did it accidentally the first time. I was like, "Oh, okay, right." And then it was like, "I really the first because like I, I in that case, I don't know how you're beating the fucking Shinra shock troopers because like the only way I beat them is with counter hits because they so fucking that, dodge everything. So else. That was the other one, but for them, you don't need to yeah. be in you don't need to be in the punish state. You just need to block them. For this one, it was specifically like, ah yeah, but if you but if you counter hit them, then it stops all their attacks. Yes, so it just so it's you, easier you eventually if you just get that. Hit. But um. I also I also noticed this is a really clever thing that they don't tell you that I thought was interesting. If you change, it's like a parry where if you change stances at the moment that they hit you, you get an automatic counter hit. Really, I found that by I found that by accident, and it's really good and really satisfying. Yeah. Um But it is like there is this there is a lot of depth in the combat, and that 
it's not just like because it's active and then there's this ATB system, but every character has their own unique thing yes. that they do, yep. which is really cool and interesting. Tifa's is amazing. Tifa's I is really love good. Tifa's combat mechanic where it is like one of her abilities is like a power up state, mm-hmm. and she goes to three levels and that changes her like big combo finisher. Yeah, but it is like it's really satisfying to know that you that someone someone on that team has played a lot of character action games obviously yep. because there are sure. timings between tifa knocking people up because if you can get her to do her little uppercut where she knocks people in the air that gives you enough time to do the stance thing to get you the next level and keep your combo going yeah i spent ages with tifa just going like what can this combat system do and it is surprisingly in depth and yeah. really quite impressive yeah, it, um, it definitely felt it like the bit of Tifa when when I was directly controlling Tifa is it feels vaguely Devil May Cry ish. Like there's a level yeah, of she's great. Tifa's so much fun, together. and also like it, it's taken a long time. Just again because I don't play a lot of games like this, and I don't play a lot of character action stuff. But it's taken me quite a while to get to the point where I'm comfortable, like like actually switching between characters often. Because it was definitely a thing of like I was using abilities and stuff on other characters, but mainly just staying as Cloud for most of the time. Oh, you mean like direct directing direct the control other characters? Because yeah. there's definitely moments where you like you'll do a, you'll do a bunch of stuff, and then Cloud will start something, and then while he started it, I'll switch over to somebody else to queue up another thing to get around a different position, yeah. and then switch back to Barrett and lay down some fire while they're doing their thing, and like that's. The kind of the, the the situation that I've noticed where like I'm largely okay staying with one character and like uh like not not like middling combat moments but like moments where it's not you're like dodging mechanics or doing whatever so, yes but it's when it's when they get into the pressured state that's when i find myself like jumping a lot yep. between people because you totally. need like because everybody has a move that is like this will increase the stagger bar dramatically yes. so you queue up all of them the way that i've found to be doing it is like when they get pressured everybody gets set on their increase the stagger bar mechanic and then when the stagger bar mechanic gets full I immediately just swap to Tifa because her damage output is mental. Yeah. She just power her up and just beat the shit out of the boss. Yep. Um, for sure. But it's it is fun. like it is like it is for a for a for a game that is supposed to be a remake of Final Fantasy VII, it is wildly in depth for what they are doing for the combat is really impressive, like in a lot of ways. Yeah. because um, I mean I don't think if they just put out like a game that looked like this but had the old combat system, like I don't think the the problem with this project has always been like who are you catering for, right? Are you catering for yeah. the people who want that exact old game in in like twenty twenty graphics, HDFI? HD yeah. yeah. Or do you take the concepts and the characters and the story and the world and what it's trying to say and take it forward? Like, which one of those things do you do you do? Yeah. And they've definitely taken the latter one, and I am much happier because of that. Like, yeah, I, that's 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 a way better idea than just trying to remake. For sure, because like Final I have, a, I have, a, I only really have a connection to like I've said this before. Like, only I really have a connection to the Midgar section of Final Fantasy VII. Like, I played because yeah, you never played long enough to try. To finish. Well, not like I played up to a point where I was just like, yeah. The, the same point is why I've never finished a Final Fantasy game, right? Is because there's always a point. Well, up till thirteen, I think was the last one I actually like put time into. But like. I've never finished Final Fantasy game because there's always a point where the game says, or the game actually doesn't say, like the internet says, this is the point where you have to go and start grinding. And yeah. if you yep. haven't done that at that point, or if you're not interested in doing the same section over and over again, like I'm not, 
then you just never finish that game, right? Like for nope. ten, it got me to like the ject fight. Ten? Yeah, that's that's, that that's the- usually the test. Ject is the the moment at which you fail in that game. Yeah, and I was just like, the- oh well, I'm just never going to finish this game. Okay, and also because the the section immediately before that you can't grind, right? Because it's just that crystal field, which is a nightmare. Um, yeah. So like I gave but up. But that's there. like that 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 is a that is a factor of old game design being totally. bad like and that's, that is, and so that was yeah. the thing like that's why i never finished those games so i got reasonably far outside of midgar in the original and i can't exactly remember where but i got pretty far um before yeah. it got to the point where i was just like i can't beat anything anymore and i'm not gonna grind so i'm fine but also like there was definitely a moment where i realized that midgar was so that game came out in 97 i want to say 97 yeah i think it was around that time which which makes midgar like my first yeah 97 like, yeah, which makes Midgar like my first like dystopian sci-fi like cyberpunk esque world that I'd ever really interacted with at that point, and I think that's why I have such a connection to that section of the game and not particularly the other stuff. Like there is definitely some of that later on, but like Midgar as a city and as a world was so interesting to me that yeah, them going here's forty hours of Midgar was super exciting, and they've definitely kept yeah. a lot of the stuff that made it that made it very interesting for me. But um, so yeah, so I, a, the the fact that they've taken the characters in the world and the concepts and just blown it out into what is essentially a different game is exactly yeah, what it's, I, entirely different it's game. like the peak of what I would have expected from them. And then on top of that, it's a good game that plays well. Like yeah, yeah, totally. It, it's a big fan. Um, there's definitely some some issues for sure, but not necessarily with game stuff like. Barrett is still not great as a cat. Like that was one of the big things that people were talking about when they were going to remake this. Is like they need to completely change Barrett because the way that Barrett was written, even in '97, yeah. was not great. Yeah, and it wasn't. He's not. He's not a good representation for no, that. No, not at all. That character. So and like this time around, like it's better, but not by much. It seems like it seems like they've definitely got the same. They've definitely taken the same source, the same inspiration, yeah. I think, and just gone like, let's just rewrite it. There's definitely some scenes where I am now where he becomes more of a character, like his interactions with Marlene and stuff like that later on in the game. And like, he definitely like, they toned down a lot of the stuff that was that was not yeah. great later on. And he, then at that point, when he, they start to let him become a character, you're like, okay, there's some good stuff in here. But definitely early on, you'd look well, at that, that was and kind go, of like, huh. That was kind of, it was kind of like the same, that's kind of how the the game itself was. Like, Barrett, as a character, really only started opening up towards the end of Midgar. Like, yeah. when you, when you start, when you start, it's like, escaping the Shinra building is normally when Barrett starts opening up. Yeah. And then, you leave and then he becomes an actual character because he spends the entirety of Midgar being that Barrett character where he's yep. like screaming about the planet and yeah. like that whole thing. Like it's well, which known. he does a lot in this game as well. But you can see it. You can see a difference because it's kind of it's, it's a testament, I think, to the um, the skill of the voice acting. Yeah, because you can see the moment that you see it is when you go back to Seventh Heaven for the first time and you see his interaction with Marlene. Yes, where it is like a completely like face change sort of character totally so you'd see him as a human being as opposed to this weirdly written stereotypy character yeah there like, is something else there like it was it was a it was a thing from back in the day where they said like one of the original inspirations for the writing of barrett in the original game was like mr t and you're like okay yeah. shh 
I see there's a direct like connection between those two things. I can see the writing yeah. going that way, which is not great at the time. And it definitely feels no. like they've. It's weird, like they've done it with a with a couple of the characters, where they've taken the kind of arc they go on. Where like Cloud at the start of that game is insufferable. Like Cloud is just this. Fucking yeah, I get. Cloud, Cloud only Fuck opens you. up. I'm here for the. Cloud but, only opens up when he meets Aerith in this game. Right. Like he and, spends mo- he spends the first two reactors, which is like ten hours of content, just being like a little bitch the entire time, and it's really insufferable. And then, like, yeah, he gets yeah, better when he eventually opens up and he actually has some dialogue and actually has some character stuff and like starts to trust these people. Like his dialogue changes and it does get better. Um, yeah. Barrett seems to like again open up and become more of a character, but it still has enough of the kind of old style of dialogue in there where you're like yeah you could like a little tweak here and there could have made that much better um yeah so but yeah so there's there's that the and then the other section that obviously we can't go into detail about for people who haven't seen it but like the whole honeybee in section is oh yeah i've not have, that yet. have you done that yet no, no. okay no, like, I won't, no I won't, I'm, not I'm not gonna talk about in terms of spoilers but like it's it's a thing like they yeah i can't i can't i cannot say anything about it without i just yeah. before we start doing a spoiler cast or something like that but like they've done they've taken that scene or that whole section of that game and made it feel not horrendous like it's still there's still elements of it where you're like, oh, I said like it's it's better in the remake. You mean you're not saying yes. that the remake like, oh no, it, made it worse. No, no, they definitely didn't make it worse. I okay. I think it's better, but there are still some sure, moments where okay. you're just like, oh, this is still a very Japanese game inspired by anime. Like, there's still a lot of that where like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, it's not really a yeah, it's not really a spoiler, but because it's directly pulled from the original. But like, there's a section where Cloud has to dress up as a woman. And oh yeah, that's a famous section. That's a famous like, section of that game. Not... So that is there, and that was the section a lot of people were like, "How the fuck do you even do that?" Um, in like these, uh, like in twenty twenty, like they've handled it reasonably well, but there's still some stuff in there where you're like, "Oh, this is still like anime as fuck." Okay, right. Yeah. And there's there's some stuff, and uh, there's a good article, there's a good write up on. Um, I think Kotaku's got one. I think Polygon's got another one of writers writing about that section specifically. So once you've seen it, you should go back and read that stuff and see yeah. the stuff they get right and the stuff they get wrong from somebody who's way more qualified to talk about it than me. But um, yeah. it fe- it didn't feel it didn't feel embarrassing as I thought it might. And also there are good. there's mechanics that are great and I want in more games. <laughs> there's like, some great mechanics. Yeah, there's a reason why. That wall market section reminded me a lot of the Yakuza games. There's right, okay. there's a direct sure. mechanic in the Honeybee End that I want spun out into the Yakuza games. Let's leave it at that. You'll okay. you'll you'll know when you get there. Um, sure. Okay. But yeah, it like generally like that game is. It's just it's it's a stellar. It's amazing. Like the, game, the game's fantastic. We haven't it's... finished it yet, and like this is the first part. And I assume the end of this game will be the end of Midgar. I assume they've said they've, they've said as much that it well, goes is, to the okay, end of Midgar. Right, fair so, enough. Yeah. So yeah, and like if they could take this out, the the thing about Midgar is like they can build that game. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of money gone and effort gone into this, obviously. But like 
Midgar is a lot of the there's not a lot of like you, you can share a lot of assets between the areas in that game, right? Like there's a lot yeah. of like metal and like twisted metal and rock and like uh, and mechanics and like uh, mechanical bits. Like you can share bits of that and like not to say the areas are all the same. Like Wall Market looks very different from like the Sector Five slums, which look different. Yeah, yeah, so no, absolutely. But the, only, like, the only areas that look look identical are the reactors but they're supposed to look identical totally. so like that's not... the whole point yeah so when you then yeah. think about what happens after you leave midgar and you're like okay are they gonna do like like how what golden saucer baby right so like let's go gold... do chocobo racing and get our scottish cat friend so that's the thing he's like gonna... at what point like where do you where does the next part of this stop right because like, oh yeah, that's 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 the question on everything. Like I've talked to my friends about this. Like nobody fucking knows how long it goes. Because you need to be able to. Because sp- like you said, like we said at the top of the, this whole discussion, Midgar is like six hours in the original game. Yeah, of whereas sixty here it's game. like thirty-five. Yeah, yeah here it's so, like thirty-five, so, which means that if they want to give that treatment to everything, this game's going to be hundreds and hundreds of hours long. Yeah, like it's going to be like a spread across part. multiple parts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, so that's the point. Like, if they have to generate, because you don't, because if you look at something like Cosmo Canyon from Seven, that section yeah. of the game is like a couple hours, maybe. Yeah. Like, so, but you have to, the amount of work to create that in that style with that level of interaction and detail and all that kind of stuff, like, that's an immense amount of work for something oh, yeah, that's going to be lot. done in two hours like think about like like think, even even think about like golden saucer the even a minimal thing of that yeah the golden exactly. saucer it, it, the first time you go to it is like a 20 minute sequence or something like that yeah. maybe half an hour but it's supposed to be this huge grand sprawling casino in the sky thing yeah. so if you do it on that scale it's massive is there so a part of this how... game that's like just the golden saucer like do they well, it, well, you, you when you go to it, at some point you go get Kate Seth. So it's yeah. like the, at some point you go to it and meet Kate Seth and then bring him back. But the first bit of it is like you do a chocobo race. I think mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But it's like not very long at all. But you're gonna have to go there, and when you build it out in this dramatic fashion, it's going to be massive. Yeah. So I don't know so how. Like, so like, so the question then becomes like, how long are we gonna have to wait till the next part of this thing? Right. Oh, years. Do you, think, do you think we're gonna? It's gonna be like. Do you think this is their new Kingdom Hearts? Do you think this is like we'll get a part every five years? And I, yeah, potentially. Like, it, or do they do? They, like, they, it, uh, they, I think I think they do this. They do part one, see how well it does, and then kind of gauge it from there. I don't think it's the sort of thing where they're gonna be like next year's part two because you can't do it in a year. No, but um, unless part two is like five hours. Yeah, unless they just start releasing like episodes that are yeah, tiny. Like it beca- I don't it be- think they would it do that. Theoretically, it becomes episodic, right? But that would be interesting, right? Like if you could do. That's a cool idea, but I don't think they can do that. There's too much content in that game. Yeah, exactly. You end up you end up with like Final Fantasy Remake Part Forty something. Exactly. Like, and I think I think that's the thing where it is the one thing I don't think they can get away with. Like we 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 talked earlier about like what people would want from a remake of this, right? And like. Yes, it doesn't have the original combat system, but it has the characters in the world and all that kind of stuff. The thing I don't yeah. think they can get away with from either side, like people who want something new in that world or like the hardcore fans who want to see that thing, I don't think they yeah. can skip any part of that game. Like, I don't think they could like 
They can't, yeah, they can't take a section out. Exactly. Like, like or the, whatever. Even, yeah. like, even, like, Costa del Sol, like, which was, a, which an area doesn't do, do much to the story. In the no, you've got to have your beach episode. That's, you've that, that's have what I'm your... saying, right? Like, that is an anime yeah. fucking beach episode. It doesn't serve much to the story except for, like, an intermission between two... You've two got to, you've it, got right? to assume that, you've got to assume that all of the diehard Final Fantasy fans are frothing at the mouth to see those new... Aerith and oh, Tifa Christ. renders in a bikini. Like I that's... did not even think about that. That's yeah. Oh. They're gonna be like the the fucking they, they went wild over the whole um, Corneo. Oh, look at them in a dress thing, right? But yeah, imagine the cost of us all when they all have to like Fuck. get bikinis and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the internet's terrible, right? Yeah, um, it sucks. Um, but yeah, like so, what happens next is the next big question. I think for me, like. Do the, and, I, and also you like, sit you sit, in, you sit and wait on Square Enix having any sort of press conference and then watching the entire internet go, oh my god, it's gonna happen! They're gonna say part two. Like and they're gonna say part two for like, another like, year and a half. Like I'm shocked that they haven't already said like part two is in development because like, like can you imagine like even if this thing had not done Gangbusters, which is sounds like it has based on very initial yeah. initial things, like. You can't, and the problem again. The problem with this is they're now committed, right? Like they're yeah. they're committed to doing this entire project, yeah. Or they will never survive, right? Because like, can you imagine like the people who've been frothing at the mouth for this thing for since nineteen ninety seven, right? Like or like what you cannot, and because of the way they've done it, where they haven't just dropped it and gone, here's the thing you wanted, we're done. Like Fuck they've, you. they've committed <laughs> yeah. to like five four or five of these which... I, don't, I don't know that they've committed to four i think they've committed to two they've said they've said that there is going to be a part one and a part two because but the like, entire internet discussion was around they said there was a part one and a part two and they said part one was to the end of midgar so everybody was like wait does that mean part two is like the entire rest of the yeah, game exactly because that would be way bigger but exactly. they've, they've said they are definitely doing two parts but whether is there is more oh, it's implied there's okay. probably going to be more than that because yeah. there has to be but, but yeah, like it, it. They've said at least two, but they they have to. They cannot just sit and wait for like. I was going to say wait. For I mean, how long? How long did how long did they sit and wait to announce the fact that they were remaking it? Well, like it took them years. Yeah, but like when they announced it, they didn't have. I mean, I think they said at the time, like when they announced it, like they said they didn't have a lot more than that trailer really and like some, the render yeah and some base stuff and that was announced what five years ago four years ago something like that so really yeah that game was announced a while ago that initial Fucking trailer hell, dropped sure. i remember watching the e3 again i think it was 20 was it 2016 i think that game was announced maybe Back. but Don't um remember. so yeah so like do they just say nothing for four years and every single time anyone mentions anything, they just go to the next part. I don't know that they say. No, I don't know they say nothing for four years. I think they probably say nothing for maybe a year, a year and a half. Yeah, they'd have to like come they back. Don't talk about it. I mean, unless maybe the plan. You, you need. You would, if you are going to talk about it, you need something. And I think that they don't have that something for another no, year. I don't so think it's, they do. Yeah, especially because this game did delayed. They must not. Because you would imagine that, like, if this game hadn't been delayed at this point, they may have enough of an idea to go, like, not to put a date on it, to be, like, 22, 23, like, that kind of area of year yeah. on it. Um, but, yeah, I have, I, I could not, 
like there's so many unknowns now about what happens next that um, I, it, you know it's all all the, all the way know all the way know at the time right now is that it's sold pretty well and it's a very good game like yes. that's that's all it's that matters good, right yeah. now it's going to come up part two part two is probably going to happen at some point but i'm not going to be sitting here being like oh my no. fucking god like when is part two i need to see i need to see kate seth in hd like i'm not going to be like that it's, you're not going to be a king I know that, fan is what you're saying <laughs> No, I'm not. Like I, I was never that King of no, Hearts fan either. Those... Like I wasn't, I wasn't the one looking at the trailer for three and being like, "Oh my god, fucking Terra's got the Nort eyes!" Like that wasn't me. I didn't care. It's, do they? Do they do? Um, oh god, can you imagine if they do like a five-hour Dirge Cerberus in between? Fuck like, that! No, like, they're not do, gonna do they, that. I know. I know they're not. They just like... you you meet you meet Vincent and then you have an entire aside where you play a bit of Dirge of Cerberus just to get his backstory. Like that's not. <laughs> Man, that would be so bad. Imagine yeah. the snowboarding mini game. Imagine they make an SSX game and put that in it. Like, why the fuck Dude, not? We're spitballing. Don't like. Don't joke about shit. Like, imagine that. they just make. Imagine they just make a good snowboarding game in part two of Final Fantasy VII remake. Imagine Man. that. Just imagine know. the thing where you have to defend the mountain is a good tactics game. Like that would be. Oh man! There's a whole bunch of things that could happen. You can say whatever the fuck you want at this point. So I mean, that's the that's the other part of this. Like to kind of start wrap this up. Like the other part of this that I was kind of impressed by is well, impressed and slightly weirded out by was like a lot of the mini game stuff is still there. So like the like the squat mini game is there. Like the stuff you wouldn't hell yeah. Like the squat mini game is there. The uh, what was the other thing? There was something else that came across. Um, I can't remember, but like. The, the a lot of the things that people remember from Seven was like these weird side stuff of like the chocobo racing and the snowboarding and the weird mini games and all that kind of stuff in there. Like they've definitely yeah. they've definitely seeded a lot of that stuff in there. There's a lot of really weird ones. There's a there's a weird mini game about like clearing a sewage pump that requires two people and weird timing <laughs> that I don't know why that it's was there. That but... was actually one thing I thought I. I... I actually kind of because he didn't do the um, the button mini game and the reactor. We have to do the weird arm swing and hit the button at the oh, same don't time that, as Jesse. That's coming. Don't they worry. do the they do the lever thing. Yes, which kind of makes up for it. Um, were they not the same? Yeah, the mini-game? squat mini games there. No, they were different. Well, no, the lever game wasn't in the initial game. The initial game was the, just the button press. But that's the equivalent. But of they the, 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 yeah. yeah, the remake thing is this weird lever game that you do with Ethan Barrett. But, yeah. Yes. Um, um, yeah, it was cool to see. And there's the weird darts mini game, but oh yeah, and they've added yeah. darts because again, they've added like, darts because it's a Yakuza game, yeah, and yeah, it, darts it, into Yakuza games because you have to, of course. Um, but yeah, like again, they've opened, they've 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 laid out a path to be like, it would be surprising to me if chocobo racing is not a thing. If there's a repeatable oh, snowboarding yeah. stuff, like all of that yeah. stuff has to be there. And all I can see yeah. is like, there's no way this is all just part two. There's no way you can build that. Game. No, there, there, there are obviously going to be more parts, but it's just they've only said that they're going to do two. Like, yeah. there's obviously going to be more when yeah. one and two sell ridiculously well, which they, it looks like they're gonna. Yeah. Then, but yeah, I the assume thing, they'll like, go. Ah, we'll keep going with parts three, four, and five. And it means that part two has to end with a and part three is coming, right? Because they haven't ever confirmed a part yeah. three. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll make they'll make a um, a mobile spinoff, and uh, <laughs> they'll make a remake of a remake, and then put a movie at the end of it. Um, oh jeez! And then they'll tie they'll tie everything into Kingdom Hearts, and it's one big happy family. And Final Fantasy Seven over three fifty two, and then yeah, three five seven over two, yeah. FF seven 
HD remix. You know what? You know what? Is, if, yeah. Again, if they announce Dirge of Cerberus, I'm going to be shocked but not surprised. Like this feels. Did like you ever play of... Dirge of Cerberus? No, it was awful. I know. You don't. You don't want. A, you don't want Dirge of Cerberus. It's a terrible game. Oh yeah, totally. It's but not... like, as a yeah, except stealth sections are not fun. Um, Shit. Okay, fair enough. I know, um, right? It's this weird. Yeah. Um, the last thing. The last thing I'll say about Final Fantasy VII because I realized we didn't talk about it. Um, the soundtrack is oh yeah dude one of the most impressive things about i've ever seen in a remake of a game ever because it's like like i i i can't i don't even want to think about the guy that got sat in a room yep and told you are now the chief musical director for remaking final fantasy 7 yeah because you have to take one of the most the best and iconic video game soundtracks ever yep. and do it again which is a staggering task, and these guys have pulled it off damn near flawlessly. Yep. Whereas the or- the orchestrations and the arrangements of all the tunes that you would expect is incredible. Like they're super impressive. Yeah. But the the thing that they do that I've I've not seen a lot of other games do, where they have they've taken they've taken like like bombing run and the opening song and like Aerith's theme and Tifa's theme. And arrange them in very subtly different ways yeah. for different situations, like different different instrumentations or different inversions or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. for different situations where the entire the entirety of the Sector Seven slums is now defined by Tifa's theme. Yep. But it is done in different ways depending on where you are or who you're talking to or what's going on. Yeah. Same thing for the Sector Five slums in Aerith's theme. Yeah. Where it is played on different instruments to such staggeringly different effect. It is, it's so impressive. It's such an amazingly impressive sound. Even from even from a, a, a soundtrack that I've been listening to basically my whole life. Yeah, exactly. It is like you know, you feel you feel like you've never heard it before. It's something entirely different that is. Yeah, and they've taken. It's staggering. It's utterly staggering. And it's, they do they do really smart things with, and the, the one I notice it most with is both Tifa and Earth Earth theme is yeah the there's a lot there's a lot of custom music in that game where they've written music for specific scenes where stuff will happen yeah. and then very subtly Tifa's theme will come in the background. Yeah, they, they start they start using they start using character themes kind of like a light motif yes, as like a totally this is a this is a phrase of a thing that you recognize that they sort of put into different places. Yeah, totally. Um and that's that's a genius idea and yeah. it works so well especially when because i noticed it with Aeris theme which is normally mm-hmm. played on like solo piano because tug at the heartstrings and stuff yeah. like that but then there's like bits of uh when you start interacting with people in like the leaf house and the slum mm-hmm. sector and stuff Aeris theme comes in as a motif but it comes in on like an oboe or something yeah really deep woodwind instrument to give it that kind of like homey feel so everybody feels really connected and close such a subtle little thing but it is and it, it works it's for genius it's absolutely genius yeah it, it works for for like obviously it works for people who have been clamoring for this remake because it's like the, the the like you said like it's such an iconic soundtrack but i know also, the songs yeah, yeah but also like for people who are coming into this for the first time like the music itself is just good like it's not just like oh yeah it's, it's not like just they took that music and threw an orchestra at it like they've done interesting stuff with it there's one track i need to go find on the original soundtrack to see what it sounded like I don't think you've done it yet, but the section there's a section after you leave 
um, the Sector 5 slums to head back to 7, where you go through like a, a tunnel with hands. You'll know it when you see it. But like yeah. the music that plays in that section, like it's a it's a jam in this. But like I need to know what that original music was because it sounds crazy. I would need to hear it. It to sounds know. Yeah. wild. And I cannot imagine what the original soundtrack sounded like for this particular bit. They're even doing there was a bit of hit last night where they took the overworld theme, like the main theme, and like yeah. just had fun with it in a particular section. Oh yeah, that's like, yeah, because they do they do that in the in the sector seven slums. It flips between Eris theme being like a motif that they use, but the main backing is the main track, like yeah. the main theme. But for this, um, like they 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 totally flip the tone of that track. Oh right, okay, like it sure. becomes like a super happy like we're just a jazz band going to jam on this thing for a while, and they like yeah. syncopate the melody and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's really well, fun. I, I, I cannot. I kind of like the that's kind of like uh, I like the um, the jukebox system where you yeah. can like pick up songs in the environment because it's not just you picking up bits of the soundtrack it's like them doing weird stuff with the songs that you know yes, totally. so like they turn they turn the the battle success music from seven into like a tango that they play yeah. in a bar yeah. and, it's a, and it's a weird way of arranging it but it works really well the version, and, of, the yeah, version of um bombing run they've got on one of the jukeboxes as well is is pretty good yeah like it's a different it's again, a cool different tone slightly um and the the one of the, the best thing in that game or one of the best moments from music musically anyway in that yeah. game is when you fight the air buster, buster at the end of the the mm-hmm. reactor yeah and that's the first time that they start using um, those who fight further yep. as a song totally. like a boss fight thing because the second that fight starts that's, that music kicks in the people that know yeah. are like oh fuck it's happening that, like that's them doing the thing I was really wondering why it hadn't appeared up until that moment and they were saving yeah. it like they were bold enough they were saving to it for your, fir- for your first like actual your actual like first real combat challenge boss fight where there yeah. are like a lot of mechanics and stuff you have to worry about yeah. that's when they use those who fight further and it's uh really it's clever cool way of doing that of it's like really yeah because that's then suddenly making you go well this fight's going to be a bit different so they throw this thing at you yeah um yeah see the, the soundtrack is staggering yeah. like not just because it's final fantasy 7 yeah. but it they, is like they, 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 a lot of work has gone into it and they are so smart about how they use it, it is yeah. there was a very yeah, like i said there's a very cynical way they could have done that where they could have been so scared to touch that stuff that so many people yeah know. just oh we'll orchestrate it and it's yeah. fine yeah but no like they they just no, they, they have sat and thought about it and yeah. really worked through it and it's yeah it's, it's super impressive um it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird come game of the year time when we start talking about best soundtracks and we're like can this does this really count because this technically came out in 1997 but i think like there's so much different on that soundtrack like it's basically yeah. a soundtrack at this point like um yeah. i don't know I, I i i think i would agree but it's an interesting conversation oh for sure um, okay, we should go to break because I've seen how long yes. we're running for. Um, I, think I mean, it's a lot to talk about. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for one game. Um, so I, I was looking this weekend. Uh, the the good people over at GDQ, um, the speed running, the run a GDQ mm. and awesome games and stuff like that, uh, are doing like a weekend long thing for COVID, obviously for yeah. direct relief. Um, and it's cool to see. I'll always like tuning into AGDQ stuff because you see some there was somebody who did a, a Baldur's Gate run that I kind of want to go back and look at this is a replacement for Summer Games Done Quick right because that got cancelled yes yeah. I think SGDQ I think got cancelled so they're doing this where they're like letting letting streamers stay home and just do their thing in their house yeah. uh, which is great uh, but I got 
I got thinking about the last EDQ that I was watching in 2020, um, and there was something I meant to put on that I never actually did, so I can get around to it now. There was this run of a game uh, called A Hat in Time. Oh, yeah. That, um, it's like a weird sort of like old-school platformer a la Banjo-Kazooie, Mario 64 sort of thing, um, where the main character has like different hats that let them traverse the world in different ways. And the speedrun was really impressive, mainly because those games have mechanics behind them that make speedrunning impressive. Mm. Um, but it also has one of these like very traditional sort of um, soundtracks for one of those games where it's like every individual area has their unique theme that sure. they play that means that every level feels very insular. Uh, and the one that caught my ear the most was there is a level on a train um, that I need to look up the name of. Yeah, there's a level on a train in a hat in time uh, that had a really, really good theme, uh, really jazzy, sort of like electro swingy sort of feel to it. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that, um, and it's called Train Rush from the A Hat in Time soundtrack. Cool. Um, so check the post for links where you can buy that, and we'll be back with a little bit of news right after this. Train Rush from the A Hat in Time soundtrack. Um, the whole soundtrack is actually pretty good, um, but that one was the one that stuck out particularly, uh, mainly because when I was looking at it on YouTube and uh, the Amazon page and stuff like that, the composer has actually done like an electro swing remix of that song that okay. is also very good. Um, that was kind of where it got it got my. I heard it in. AGDQ and then I forgot about it for a bit and then it came up on my YouTube recommends I'm like, where have I heard this before? And I had to like look at the YouTube thing and it's been like yeah I'm the composer of this game Oh wow! and I okay. did this and thought it was cool so I just made an electro swing thing of it. It's like That's oh okay cool. it's that thing Nice. Um, but yeah check it out it's cool. Cool um, so some new stuff, I realised we didn't actually talk about it have we talked about it on here yet? About uh, your experience with Valorant? No, we haven't. Um, Do you want to briefly? Well, we, we, talk, we, we, talk, we talked about we talked about how it worked. Like we talked about the whole Twitch thing, right? Okay. Um, but like, uh, got to in... expand on it, yeah. To expand on it, the um, uh, it became really it became really apparent that view figures and stuff were getting really bloated. Uh, for for those who don't remember, it was like Valorant is Riot, the maker of League of Legends, have put out a. Uh, like CSGO style first person shooter with character abilities and stuff in it. And the way to get into the closed beta was you'd link your Riot account to your Twitch account and then uh, watch a stream of someone playing for the Valorant closed beta who had drops enabled, quote unquote. Um, they, they, you then just had a chance to get a key at a random moment. Yeah. Um, so it became very apparent that there were people taking advantage of this system. Uh, if you went onto any of the popular streams and looked at the view list, uh, or the viewer uh, names and stuff like that. There were a bunch of the. I sent you a bunch of screenshots yeah, of like people really that good... are just like, "Give me Valorant Key One, give me Valorant Key Two, please. I want Valorant Key One." Like it's like a bunch of people who are quite clearly just have this open on multiple accounts to try and farm keys. Yeah. Um. That they would then take the right account that is linked to and sell it to people. 
Um, for not which a significant is, amount of money was the other part of it. No, it was like over a hundred dollars, like per key. Yeah. Um, but it so it was kind of it was kind of a shit show um, where. It's, it's, there's not a lot the riot can do about that because it's really hard to determine that sort of thing. Sure. Um, so, so to kind of counteract it, they just sort of said, we're up in the rate at which keys are dropped and any stream that is a Valorant stream now has drops enabled. Mm-hmm. So you can just, whatever oh, stream you're watching, you can you. have drops. Uh, as opposed to specific people. Uh, which is better, but it doesn't solve the problem, but you can't really solve the problem. Um, so I got in randomly. Um, I basically went through a process of just leaving a stream on, like in a tab in another window somewhere just on trying to get a key um and i got a key uh and played it and it's an interesting game but the first time that i played it there was a very angry frenchman uh who had a kda not that much higher than mine because i'm not terrible at shooters like i play destiny a lot like i've yep. i've played destiny a bunch and i've played a bunch of pvp like i'm not terrible at shooters he had a kda, KDA not higher not that much higher than mine and was shouting in team chat at me, calling me a noob, saying I didn't know what I was doing on my first ever game playing the game. So I just kept typing through and going, yep, you're right. Like, this is literally the first time I've played this game. Of course, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's the first time I've played it. There's like, I was playing a character that has like a, um, one of his abilities is he like throws a ball around the corner and it explodes like a flashbang. And I kept like hitting off a wall and flashbanging my team because I didn't know the curve on it. So I just kept curving it into a wall and hitting my own face. Nice. Um, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't fucking know how this works. I'm learning. Um, and yeah, he was just like really abusive. And then at the end of the game, got an all chat and was like, hey, noob team, we lost. I was like, oh, wow. Fucking literally, literally the first game that I play. And it's just like playing a game of League of Legends at low rank. It is. Because it's not even it that. It doesn't it's, change. It's so weird. It's League fans and CSGO fans. Yeah, you've got you've one. got this combination of you've got this combination of people from League of Legends because they know who Riot is, which is already pretty toxic because people are pretty awful in League of Legends sometimes. And people who would be playing CSGO who are massive tryhards at the best of times because it's all super one hit you're dead tactical, I like to pretend I'm in the military sort of game. When those two clash, you get the worst kind of people which are People who really want to try hard and really win and care a lot about like their own score and want to shout at their teammates because everybody else is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really funny. I just found the whole thing hilarious. Like I played a couple of games and then stopped playing it for a bit, but it was it was hysterical to see that the internet just doesn't change. It yeah. was oh yeah. Like yeah, who sure. said who has the mentality of a game in closed beta? Which, that guy got matched into my game. If they have any sort of skill-based matchmaking, that means he must be fucking dog shit right, in the game. Right, exactly. But which, which, it being um, league people, they would have the MMR base. You'd assume, yeah, you'd assume. Oh. Uh, and, like, yeah, like, in a closed beta game where the people that are in are either, like, just have got a key and are so just trying to learn it, or, like, obviously I've been playing a while and are probably pretty good. Like, I don't know who has the mentality to just shit on everybody. It's the same people who do it in League, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's a, it's a new thing. Like, just fucking chill out. Like, I kind of get it in League of Legends. That game's been around for 10 years or whatever. But this game that's been alive at the time when I played it, it had been live for four days. Right. And you're already shitting on people for being noobs. And I was like, dude, the game's been out for four days. You've not <laughs> played that much more than everybody else. You couldn't have. It's impossible. Like... Ah, it's just it was it was a weird experience, and it was 
it just reminded me of how awful it is to play games like that on the internet. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm so glad that I have a group of friends who all like playing games together and like we can just sort of band together and play shit so that we don't have to deal with randos, randos like that. Yep. Totally. But, um, so obviously Valorant was a was a, a a thing a lot of people were talking about since it since it came out because it's a it's a big deal, right? It's the first game right I've put out since League, yeah. so it's a big fucking deal. So the two yeah, things it was part of their it was part of their like big block of things that they they had a press conference like half a year ago, right? Where they were like, and we're also working on this, and there was like that and like a fighting game, and fighting they're game. developing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things which I can't wait for. I can't wait until the Riot community clashes with the fucking FGC. Oh, That's gonna be the worst thing in the planet. It's yeah. gonna be great. So they put out the first hotfix for Valorant and it fixes a bug that is hilarious. I don't know if you've seen this. So there's a character... Uh, one of, depends one, on which bug. One of the heroes... Heroes? Agents. Yeah, sure. Agents, what I think, is what it's called. Um, operators? It may be operators. operators. Uh, Cypher. So one of his things he has is a camera that you can throw down and then look through to kind of look around corners and keep an eye on yep. different areas of the map and all this kind of stuff. Somebody discovered very quickly... Oh, yeah! I, I know the bug. Yeah, yeah. So you can toss a pistol at the camera and if you switch the camera it will hold the pistol that's been tossed to it and can use it so you can basically yep. toss a camera around the corner toss a pistol at the camera and then go to the camera and just mow people down with this pistol which is very very yeah, funny it's really a couple, funny couple of great, I, saw, I don't know videos. if it was i don't know if i saw the guy who found it out but i saw a video from a really famous streamer who was doing it mm-hmm. and it looked ridiculous it looks it very looked so funny stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah so that's been patched and again that's one of those things where i'm just like I'm trying mentally in my head to like even at a high level work out the technicalities of how that could happen, and it's still very funny. Like I can see a I can see a and, world where that's a thing, and yeah, it's also it feels use like your those, use your coding brain and realize yeah. that there's probably something it, in there that and is, it feels like to me one of those things where as soon as they saw the first GIF they went oh of course you can do that because X Y Z yeah for sure so the, the, was, the, it was the same it was the same sort of thing where like to to go on a weird aside when I was thinking about this was like back when um, back in Destiny when Telesto was bugged, which it is like every other week but there was a thing where in one of the mini games where you had to do a race, you could fire Telesto through the finish line and it would count as like a a finish so people were like standing in the middle and just firing Telesto into the finish line and getting credit for completing the race and I was like like, how the fuck does that count unless Telesto bullets count as characters. Yeah, as players like, or something. I, like, which is which is why, which is the, the parallel I was trying to draw was like, does that mean that the camera in Valorant counts as a player? And be, it's like, there's so, some bit of code in somewhere where when the thing has gotten thrown at it, it's been like, yep, I've got a gun. And that's like the one, the one it's thing, like a weird check. The one thing you should take from like, we've, we've done on this podcast, a bunch of like patch notes from various bugs that have been fixed. And we talked, I think we talked, I think it was a couple of years ago about, there was somebody, um, an ex or maybe current Blizzard employee talked about some of the hacks they had in WoW raids where you were like, oh, like the targeting of bosses was controlled by invisible bunnies at one point, like that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, early MMO shit early is always MMO hilarious. Yeah. So like my guess is that the Valorant camera, the easiest way for you to have a camera that is a point of view that you can control with the mouse is to basically reuse the code for players. So yeah. they'll probably share some low-level I am a player code, and then I assume they've left the inventory stuff attached to it, or at least the the grabs. Like there's a there's a there's a path you can see where you can be like, yeah, this makes. Sense. I can, yeah, that's that that's the my aside about the telesto thing was like I can see where it's going, where it's yeah. like 
obviously in that game, the Telesto bullet somehow counted as Guardians and was counting for this thing. Or and the, then in Valorant, the, the camera is somehow counting as a player. Or, the, is... or the, the finished line was just looking for an entity that is marked as a player. Or yeah, something like that. Name. Like so yeah, this yeah. this stuff totally happened. Watching watching weird bugs in video games is one of my favorite. It's great because you just you sit and go, "How does this happen?" Like <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. So the the one that actually got a lot of um, press was um, the anti cheat stuff they've got on the Valorant. Oh client. fuck yeah, this was really bad. This yeah. was weird. So basically, it was a Reddit Reddit post from um, about a week ago now, where somebody pointed out that there's a driver that gets started or there's an anti-cheat driver basically for the valorant anti-cheat stuff that starts with your which starts when you boot your machine and is running the whole time um yeah. and they pointed out and said like yeah this is like what the fuck's going on here um what's it called again it is called vanguard is that right sounds right i don't think they actually named it had they named it's it right vanguard i think is the name of the uh, did <laughs> what is essentially a root kit? That... Yeah, so yeah. so some some like very high level technical thing. Actually, so they put out a post which I'll get back to. Like uh, Riot put out a post that was like, "Here's the deal with our anti cheat kernel driver." So, but and they actually go into a really good description of like what user space and kernel space is and all this kind of stuff. Like they go pretty yeah. technical, but basically, That's a, like, like I I I I based on my limited computing knowledge, like only a little bit understand like kernel levels and all that sort yeah. of stuff but that explanation that they gave it was like a really basic base level of like here's why we're doing what we're doing yeah. and it made a lot of sense to me like, and i was like the, oh okay it's like the, the first thing that i saw about it was everybody going holy fuck they've put a root kit in yeah. and i was like what the fuck and i had to look at what they were doing but they had, i mean they have but there's they have in a way stuff. but yeah so like the short explanation is like 99% of the stuff you run on your PC that you've installed yourself runs in a thing called user space, which is like a protected stuff that if it tries to modify any part of your OS, it goes, nah, you don't have permissions to do that. And then there's yeah. a layer below that, which is kernel space, which is what your OS lives in and has some very limited... And there's some stuff in there. I thought there, were like, li- I thought there were like five levels. There's a couple like other a ones in the middle, thing. but there's like... Sure. That's the two big ones, especially if you come from like a Unix background, those are the two big ones. Um, yeah. So basically what they're doing is rather than like any other program, most anti-cheat stuff historically runs in user space along with the actual software it's protecting from anti-cheat stuff, protecting from cheats. The problem is that a lot of people who are writing cheats are now writing kernel mode cheats where they're like modifying OS or using like exploits in the OS to go a level lower so that the stuff that the anti-cheat stuff is calling on to say like, hey, is this thing legit? It can fake the response and go, yes, it's 100% legit. Nothing's changed here. And that's how all the cheats are getting passed. So Valve, eh, Valve, um, Riot are basically saying like, we need a kernel mode driver to be able to to like protect this. And they've said that all their games moving forward are going to have this kernel mode driver. The post, while while it has a very good description of why they're doing it and what a kernel mode driver is and all that kind of stuff, it's a little... Um, dismissive of like oh yeah it's it's real sort of like hand wavy of going like that's nah, fine Don't it's not even hand wavy it's... it's like there's a lot of like jokes and like glossing over of stuff that is that is a problem like the main problem with having kernel mode drivers in anything really is that like 99% of the kernel mode drivers you have installed in your system come from your OS distributor so like if you're running Windows yeah. Microsoft have written them all so they have a you can reasonably assume a high level of 
understanding about the operating system and some reliability and stability and all that kind of stuff. But if you're installing third-party kernel drivers, which have complete access to your system, yeah. if they have something in there that can be exploited and somebody that's, finds an exploit on the kernel driver, that's game over, right? That's They have complete unrestricted access to your system. So you need to have a reasonable level of trust that that kernel driver is like bomb proof basically yeah and yeah. this being a game that is in beta installing a kernel mode driver that they've never done before not yeah. a great idea and also like nope. there's some there's some stuff in there like we're not the only person that use kernel mode drivers like easy anti-cheat who are the guys who do it for i want to say apex i think and battle I think so, yeah. uh, and easy anti-cheat is the one with the bear logo so i think that's yeah. apex and then battle apex, which yeah. is the one for uh pubg they also yeah. use kernel mode drivers, but the thing they don't mention in their post is that those kernel drivers are, st- are only running while the game is running. Like, they stop and start them. Yeah, they're not running at all times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, um, it's a really weirdly dismissive post for an area that, like, they actually should have some answers to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I saw a lot of people, uh, I think they were talking on the, the Bombcast about there's a PowerShell script out there that will start and stop the the driver for you like on boot and all oh, that stuff good. it's yeah. but it's still not still not great it's not they the best should, solution but yeah yeah they should do something about that um the um april 14th which was the f- last friday was that friday yeah no uh, well, i don't even know what day it is right now tuesday. like last isolation t- just fucks yeah, with your head enough to last tuesday was a hell of a day for games because they announced well they announced the new xcom which is coming yeah, that was a fucking stagger. Yeah, this this is this is quite obviously like the start of the we had this at E three yeah. sort of announcements. But this was going to be an E three announcement for sure. And to be honest, like, yeah. may have actually be one of those ones which was like, and it's available today because if they just kept it for a couple of months, like they could have just, I don't know, maybe, who knows? Yeah. But this was definitely like this feels like a E three thing. Um. But oh, yeah, sorry. As a quick aside, as a quick aside, this has literally just come in that I've seen. Okay. Uh, Riot have put out a, a bug bounty for a hundred grand on their anti-cheat system to really? get someone to try and find. Yeah, I mean, they have, find security flaws in it. They have so much money. I'm willing to bet they would. Uh, yeah, well, I just thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. Like they've literally put they've they've put out the like code execution on kernel level anti-cheat bug bounty of like break this and we'll give you a hundred grand it's bug bounties are an interesting thing like is a hundred grand oh yeah is a hundred grand enough money for you to have could you make more money selling that exploit you find to yeah. valorant players you, you're you're Probably? you're hoping that the you're hoping that the uh the person doing it is white hat enough to be able to go like yeah i found this yeah. and submit it like you like, would do and like but then, this is gonna so be th- a- this is a question because you might know this more than i do for stuff like bug bounties, you know how the normal thing about um, if you're if you're good anyway, if you find like bugs in code or whatever, mm-hmm. is that you go to the company and say, "I found this thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pu- I'm going to publish this. Yeah. But I'm giving you a month or whatever. Sixty days. For bug bounties, does that thing. still work? Uh, you still go, "I found this bug. I'm going to publish it in sixty days unless you pay me the hundred grand. Is that how that works? Or I mean, you just, is it like an exclusivity thing? It's kind of part of the. the not officially, I don't think, but I think it's basically part of the deal where, like, if you have the bug, they are they should probably pay you for it, because if not, you could just release it. Like, the, yeah. the ball's entirely in your court. Like, there's no... unless Yeah, you, you have the power in that situation. Yeah. I mean, there have, like, to be fair, there have been a, a, a not insignificant amount of things before where people have... Companies have refused to pay bug bounties and then fixed the issue anyway. 
for weird Ooh. for weird technicalities of like oh this is technically not a bug because it's technically not in the thing that we had that we were offering the bounty for there's a lot of like weaseling out of some of that stuff that yeah. has happened before um in which case they've just released it but by the time they've released it they've gone ahead and fixed it so i'm yeah. not saying ryan's going to do that i'm saying it's a thing that has happened and especially if you're talking about like a game that's going to be as big as valorant is could you make more than 100 grand selling the bug as opposed to handing it in on the bug bounty maybe 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 i don't know um yeah who knows but there's a chance so 100 100 grand sounds like a lot of money may need to offer more if you're talking about a kernel level yeah bug but like google like you like, think that will give you complete access to a system yeah like but... if you look at if you look at uh, chrome as an example they have outstanding bug bounty for chrome bugs that go on like gradations of like how bad the bug is basically yeah i think they top out at like they top at like two three hundred grand something like somewhat like straight up like full-on code execution remote code execution bugs get a lot of money because i mean one they're googles they have infinite amounts of money but then so do ryan yeah. um like for something like chrome that is like basically on everyone's machine for there to be an outstanding remote code execution bug is a bad thing so they need to offer the money oh yeah so yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what they do what they do for that. Uh, good, I mean they should. They, actually, they should open. They should source, do that. Yeah. Actually, they should open source the driver. Is actually what they should do because then people can look at it and go like, oh, okay, here's your problems. Um, yeah. But they're not going to do that because they could probably nope. sell that and cheat stuff. Yep. Um, yes, XCOM Chimera Squad. There's a new XCOM game coming on Friday. It's slightly different. It's still at this point currently unclear about the scope of it. It's like yeah, it looks it looks like XCOM Light. Like it looks like yeah, a, it looks like it doesn't look like a is it is it weird? Is a weird thing. It's set after XCOM Two, and everybody, every alien and human are now pals and they yes. all live together. Yes, but you play like a cop squad that is there as like a peacekeeping force to stop unrest from happening. So it's like it's like XCOM, but instead of you're fighting, not fighting extraterrestrial invaders, you're fighting like dis- dissidents in a population. Yeah. Like that's you're keeping the peace in this in this t- city yeah. where and so you have like you have like named cops that have their own abilities. Yeah. So, so, and so, so, like some so, of them are aliens, and yeah. there's definitely some stuff where they're breaking the XCOM formula where like you're not like customizing your characters like they are named characters that have abilities. So you're not like yeah. you, you're not going to name your dog after your sniper anymore and like that. Um, yeah, the combat, the actual combat itself looks similar. They've added this breach section, which seems like the evolution yeah. of their stealth stuff from before. Where like, yeah, that was always the bit at the start of a mission that was like took forever and got kind of boring at the start of two. Which was like, you always need to get into position to open the first shot. Here they're just like, you're going into this building, like place people on the other side of doors, other side of windows, ready to go and hit the button, and we'll just go. Like they're they're yeah. reducing that time to they're reducing the time to combat basically. Um, and yeah, they're also like, they're also they're changing they're changing up how turn order works instead of it being like a their turn then your turn then their turn thing. It's an initiative order. Yeah. So it's like your one of your guys might go or two of your guys might go and then then one of their guys goes and then one of your guys go. So it means that the the combat becomes a lot more dynamic yeah. as they're like constantly shifting things on the board. And it opens up the ability for you to have like abilities and items that can change up that initiative order and like stuff like yep. stun makes more sense. Where Time like, okay, magic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and also there's. It doesn't look like there's as much um, base customization stuff. 
like the base is the base and you just kind of you, there's not yeah, a tech tree obviously but there's police warehouse or whatever yeah so there yes and also like i think the thing that actually shows it off more is the fact that it's currently on like sale for eight quid i think it is because i think the full Something price like that, yeah. full price is 16.99 on steam and they're selling it for half off uh, if you pre-order so like what does an xcom at 15 quid look like as opposed to like is it a full XCOM game? It's still kind of unclear, but the combat looks right. The um, there's definitely some scope to it. It definitely has like a geoscape style thing, but it's the city and there's areas in the city that you're managing stress levels of and all that kind of stuff. Like bits of it, a lot of it is there. Um, it's a case of like how long is a campaign? Is it a full like fifty hours yeah. or whatever? Who knows? Um, I've got the day off from work to play it, so we'll see. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there was that, and then also on the same day, that was the day that Industries of Titan came out, which was the thing I was talking about earlier. They also announced the next Dark Pictures episodes, which is called Little yes. Hope, which is uh, Dark mm-hmm. Pictures is the games from the new games from Supermassive. Is that the name of the developer? The Until yes. Dawn people. Um, yep. Until Dawn and Man of Medan. Yeah, so they're they're doing the series called The Dark Pictures, which is like kind of Twilight Zone esque little stories, like shorter stories. Antholo- anthology, anthology series. Thank you. Term. That was the word I was looking for. Um, yeah. So this one's Little Hope. This is like um, Americana witches, like um, yeah, it's very very Salem esque. Salem esque witch hunting pil- pilgrims. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I meant to go play Man of Medan at some point. Uh, I think we should. Play, I haven't got around to it either. I think yeah. we should play that, especially because you can do it on Steam. <sighs> stream it yeah. I, think be, I think it'd be funny um i liked until dawn quite a lot um so i, I really I, liked until dawn I it was a really cool idea meant to go back and play that um yeah let's do this first um so there was a story from a report from bloomberg which says and this is a report this is not confirmed so far by anyone but basically they're saying that um, the quote from the Verge article, Sony isn't expecting to delay the PlayStation 5 launch plan for the holiday season, but there will likely be fewer machines available than there were for the PS3 launch in 2013. If They okay. are said to be planning shipments of 5 to 6 million units through the end of March next year, um, but the launch period sold 7.5 million of PS4. So that's a significant... That's like... Yes. five, Like 2.5 million less units could be available at launch. Which, to be fair, like, because I'd, I'd pre-ordered my PS4 at launch, and there were still items on the shelves. Like, I think I pre-ordered it the week it came out, and they were like, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and they said, the other important part of this is said, again, from the, the Verge article, the reason, according to Bloomberg, has less to do with the COVID-19 pandemic and more to do with what Sony expects for the machine in terms of demand. The PS5 is seen as a more technically ambitious machine than its predecessor and as such is likely to come hand a higher price on its release date, resulting in fewer oh, early no. adopters. <laughs> they so, can't do it again. They can't do 600 pound console again. Yeah. They can't. So, so the analysts are saying $450, which will turn into £450 because the pounds shit in the bed at the minute. Um, but... Yeah. Um, PS4 launched at four hundred dollars um, and three fifty pounds here, I think at the time. Um, so basically, like the the part of this is saying it's an expensive thing to make, so they're not making as many of them. So that probably sure. means the price of that's going to be thing. I think that's going to be the that is probably going to be the fight here. I think is it's going to be a price fight, and it's going to be. Oh, yeah. they can't do it again. It went so bad for them last right? time. Like they can't. There's no people still. People still talk about it to this day. Yep. 
the 600 pound launch the ps3 600 pounds yeah don't worry you'll get a second job all that stuff like there's there's yeah. no world where sony will be able to do that it's more a case of how much they think they can get away with or whether they just go yeah. fuck it and just do completely loss leader this thing in an attempt to to keep the market to get units yeah yeah um but yeah so the, there was the, the other thing i didn't write it down but i remember it there was um a, a investor call with cd project red where they were basically talking about like what CD Projekt Red are doing, and a lot of it was cyberpunk related, obviously, where they said like, the yeah. game's going fine, we're going to hit September, it's basically gone gold, well it's not gone gold, it's basically done, we're just doing like polish and bug fixes at this point, like it's all cool, sure. don't worry. But the other part of it that they talked about was that um, the next gen versions of that game, where they f- they confirmed that the Series X, the next Xbox, is going to have a free update, because... Mm-hmm. Microsoft have their smart delivery system where oh yeah right yeah because they're doing their whole thing where like you buy a game once and it's everywhere if you buy so for instance in like a year's time if you were to buy Cyberpunk just on the Xbox store if you go to your Xbox One and install it you'll get the Xbox One version and the Xbox One assets but if you go to the Series X you'll get the Series X assets so they've said like you're buying one license like you'll just move to the Series X for free if you upgrade after you buy Cyberpunk it's fine don't worry yeah, they if they actually said it straight out. None of that is confirmed for Sony right now, and they said that Oof. that's not confirmed for Sony because Sony haven't talked about it yet, so they can't talk about it yet. Ah, right, okay, sure. So that's not a guarantee that they're going to do the same thing because if you remember at the PS4 launch, they did like a upgrade path. I think it was like what was the Assassin's Creed Four that came out with the PS4? I don't remember. Where it was the thing yeah. where it was like if you bought the PS3 version of Assassin's Creed. And then you bought PS4, I think it was like a $5, five pound upgrade fee to get the PS4 version or something like that. Like I something, yeah. I have to imagine I have to imagine they're gonna do the same thing. I have to imagine that they're just gonna do a free update. Um Yeah, you assume so. But Sony haven't come out and said it, so Cyberpunk uh, so Project Red can't come out and say anything yet. That's the reason. Um so yeah. So the last thing I have is this fucking cooking mama debacle. Which is one of oh, the man. funniest things I've seen in a long time. So, I've seen people. That thing is like that thing is now like gold dust, and it is like views on Twitch level stupid. Like it's it incredible. Is, so the the yeah. precursor to the latest installment because I don't I think this happened after we recorded last time. So basically, what happened was there's a cooking mama game called Cookstar, which has been developed for the Switch. The yeah. game came out on the eShop, and then four hours later was pulled from the eShop with no notice. There was then... This sparked a bunch of things like, oh, what happened to the Cooking Mama game? People who had copies of the game were running it, and were saying, like, this thing is spinning my Switch up, like, fans on high (laughs) from the moment it starts. What the fuck is going on? And then a bunch of people did some digging, and there was some stuff around the original... the, The publisher of the game was talking about the blockchain... And like using it as a yeah. form of DRM, and then somebody, then people put two and seven together and got three, and were like, yeah. "Oh, it's a Bitcoin miner. This cooking mama thing is all a scam, and they're using your switch to mine bitcoins." It's like, no. So the publishers, I need to make sure I get this right. Yeah, publishers who are publishers and IP um, holders. It's a corporation called Office Create, a Japanese corporation. Yeah, they, they came out and said like. It's not a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> um, well, actually, no, there was a step before that, actually, where a developer... How many times have people said that, though? How many times have people so, said it's definitely not a Bitcoin so miner? So there was a, 
uncredited developer on the system, on the game who came out on Twitter and to a couple outlets and said, it's not a Bitcoin miner, it's just not very well optimised. Like, it's just not right, very yeah, well put together, so that's why it's spinning up your fans. And they, the, the whistleblower or person, the developer, basically said like, yeah, the reason I got pulled was because there was some internal fight between the IP holders and developer and the developer weren't happy with the way it was was and it wasn't quite ready to go and the IP where's like the IP IP um holders or the publishers were like fuck it we need to put this out and just put it out without the developers saying so or it was the other way around or there's some there was a lot of unknowns at that point about what happened yeah so there's some internal there was a, there was a good there was a good couple of days where the prevailing thing the prevailing thing was like it's a Bitcoin miner and then there was a couple of days where there was like uh, there's this statement and then there's this other thing and it gets shrouded in mystery. It was so weird. Yep. So then two things happened um, yeah. very quickly one after the other. So Office Create, who are the IP holders of Cooking Mama, who had licensed this game for development, put out a statement that basically said... Uh, let me just get both of these. Um, so this is a statement uh, from Office Create basically said, I'm going to take this bit out here. Uh, in August 2018, Office Create licensed Planet, who are the developers to develop Cookstar game for the Switch. Um, unfortunately, the quality of the game's build failed to meet the standards that our customers expect and deserve. Office contractually, contractually obligated to correct, identify... Diff- oh, this is a horribly written thing. It's a great sentence, yeah. So the end of it is the thing. Planet proceeded to then release Cooking Mama Cookstar without addressing all of the rejections and without Office Create's approval. We've also learned that Planet... Um, uh, Planet Entertainment and or its European distributor have been promoting an upcoming European release of a PS4 version of Cooking Mama Cookstar. <laughs> Office Create have not licensed Planet or any other entity to create any Cooking Mama games to the PlayStation 4. Office Create itself has not been involved in the development of any PlayStation 4 Cooking Mama game. So according to them, Planet were just like, fuck it, we're going to put this thing out anyway. And yeah. also said... Um, and also said like oh yeah we're just going to put it out anyway and also by the way we're making a PS4 version that does not exist so you're like okay wow this is a thing okay fair enough so then the end of that yeah. sta- the end of that statement is that they basically they know our planet that they terminated the license so they are no longer licensed to be able to develop this game and they're, evalu- they're evaluating all legal action so that happened on April 15th they put that statement out April 16th, Planet Entertainment then responded with their own statement, <laughs> which said... No, I, fuck you guys! <laughs> yes, that is essentially what they said. Uh, Planet Entertainment wants to explain the mystery surrounding the Nintendo Switch game to all Cuckoo Mama Cookstar fans. Um, they said that the rights holder approved a ge- detailed game design in 2019. The first playable, the game developer... Oh, the game's developer and Planet followed the exact approved design. The design is exactly the same in Nintendo Switch, which also included many additional Office Create suggestions which add gameplay value. Unfortunately, creative yeah. differences arose as Cooking Mama Cookstar was near completion that were outside the scope of our agreement and the game design approved by Office Create. By contract, Planet is fully within its rights to publish Cooking Mama Cookstar. There is no active litigation or ruling that prevents Planet from publishing the game. Jesus Cooking Mama fans have been very th- enthusiastic about Cookstart, including the many new features, including vegetarian and unicorn food. That's a sentence straight from this thing. Uh, sure, all right. We appreciate the overwhelming positive response. Office Create has our total respect. We thank them for their wisdom and wish them well. 
So they're now saying, we could do whatever the fuck we want with this based on the terms of the license. Yeah, our, so, our contract says we could do what the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the other like icing on the top of this is that the IP holder statement came up came from at uh, the Twitter account at cookingmama underscore ENG, which is the English Cooking Mama yeah. Twitter account. The Planet Entertainment one came from at Cookstar Mama, which is the Twitter account for the at the game itself, not the IP. <laughs> so there's these two Cooking Mama Twitter accounts just fighting now. And I it's love it. Even it's better. Great. It's great. So I have no idea where this ends. Like Planet said, they're legally allowed to do this. They I wouldn't, mean, I they mean, wouldn't go forward with, with this. Some, it ends with someone, someone getting a lawyer and looking at a contract, right? But they're, and yeah, being totally. like, what does this actually fucking but say? But like, if Planet come out and say like. This is legal. Like, we are allowed to do this based on the contract. There's also a thing in there which was like, um, where was it? Uh, creative differences arose as it was near completion that were outside the scope of our agreement and the game design approved by Office Create, which suggests that Office Create added some, like, increased the scope of the game late on, which the, yeah. the developer couldn't handle, which, based on stories I've heard from around the industry and various, like, just software industry, that happens like a lot. Yeah, when you're dealing with uh, IP owners who don't do developing, don't do development, it is bad product uh, project management. It is You've got very to bad project management. Your scope early. Yeah, exactly. I did a full training course on this with work recently, <laughs> and it is yep. fucking annoying. Scope management. <laughs> yeah. Scope management is like no joke. Half my boss's job. Like it's yeah, unreal. You need um, someone to sit in a room and be like, here's what the fuck we're actually looking at. And that's the that's the bottom line. Again, like, what is unicorn food? I, I don't really, know. You food I, for unicorns? I don't know. But you make it in... I don't know. The, the other part of this is like, I totally want to see a Kukumamba game on Switch. I Those games are hilarious. and Oh, the, 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 I, I was watching someone stream the Switch one like a couple of days ago. Yeah. Is... Oh, so that's the other part it, it of looks this. Like a cookie, it looks like a Cookie Mama game. That's... I mean, that's the other part of this, right? Is that there are physical copies out there. Like, Yep. The yep. store version get pulled, but physical... Which is the other part of this I don't understand. Like, that, the physical copy end of this is the bit I don't get, right? Where Planet, who apparently are legally allowed to do this, at some point had to go to manufacturers, like, to get the carts printed. Yeah, and be they have like, to get stuff pressed. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the IP holders didn't know... That they're just like they're going to Nintendo and saying, "Oh, they're yes, just printing copies yeah, of the game that we told them not to make." That's, print this yeah. cartridges. So, like, what is that conversation for that two month period where they're printing carts, where the IP, I ah. assume, are having their weekly meeting of being like, "So, how's the game coming?" And they're going, "Yeah, we're we're still development." Meanwhile, there's a factory somewhere printing the game, like kachunk, kachunk, exactly. Ka-chunk, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's yeah. It's that, that whole story. software software development's great. If this was any other game, it would be a thing. The fact that it's Cooking Mama just makes it a billion times funnier to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there will be more parts of the story, I am sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Something's got to come out at some point. Oh, for sure. Um, Okay, I think that's everything, unless you've got anything else. Uh, I was going to, like, as a a very quick aside, like I'm talking like 30 seconds, touch base with you on your experiences doing raiding for the first time in a video game how do you feel yeah so for background we finally got a group of people together to start doing some of the destiny raids that neither of us had done yeah. up to this point in any no, of I'd the done, Des- i've done i've done leviathan and i've done some of the destiny one raids oh had you okay so i had never done yeah. any of the destiny raiding at all um 
it's a thing. It's like yeah, Raiden's father. <laughs> wait, so because we're getting so there's out of the six of us, there's like how many people do a lot? Like there's two two of you that do a lot of raiding. There's six. There's six. They're out of out of the six people that you need for a raid. There is me and one other guy who are quote unquote raids people like have done raids in other games professional or raidists or yes Pro- well i'm not a professional the other guy is a professional he's got like top 500 raiding guild in world of warcraft or something like that like he's a professional raider right. i just know how to raid as different right, i have okay, been raiding on raids and have done raid dynamics and talking to people and all that stuff before um so yeah so the, and then the rest of us are like we've never seen any of this before and we're just kind of going so the yeah. The things that I find really funny that I can't not get in my head is as we go into like the next big encounter and like the two of you literally sit us all down and go, right, okay, here's what's going to happen. And like, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then when this blue thing happens, you need to go round to the right. And then, and it's just like, it just brings back like that fucking Leroy Jenkins video, like in my head every single time. Of well, that's, that's why that video works. Is exactly. Because that that's actually that's what that, that sounds like. Yeah. It's the, it, it's the it's the thing that like it, it's a thing in raiding that you have to do. You can't like go into an encounter and just be like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. You have to sit people down and be like, this is how this works. Yep. But what always happens is like you will be told how it works, and then mid encounter you will have to ask again, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Yep. But it's better that you have been told ahead of time than going in blind oh, totally. and having to explain it to you. Yeah, but it definitely still like even with that initial plan, you're like, that's a lot of stuff to keep in your head yeah. and then but then actually as you do it like a couple of times you're like okay you start to the, the thing i'm really there's a rhythm it, you get into the loop is there's definitely so that first raid we did the um leviathan was that leviathan like the yeah. the end of that the, the final fight in that thing like it got to the point where we were all just doing our jobs and everyone was in sync yeah. and everyone was just calling stuff out and like there was a real good that's, flow that's happening when you when you get to when you get to like good at raiding that's what it should be yeah. like the 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 crosstalk in a raid should be pretty minimal the yeah. people that are talking should be the people that are there to talk yep. are like your raid leader to call out stuff and people who are on major mechanics to call yep. stuff out it shouldn't be everybody shouting at each other yep. that's not oh, a thing for, for sure yeah. and also it's just it is wild to me how anyone works that stuff out in any reasonable amount of time like the, people are really good at that stuff but like yeah. even just working out like the in that leviathan raid like the 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 circuit like section where you're like oh the race thing yeah, yeah the race part of it like there are like three or four levels to what everyone has to do in that thing where and that like the the time to first win for that raid was like what like twelve hours was it something like that like that must have just I can't been... remember what the world first for Leviathan was yeah but it was like a not significant amount of time not so, a, like, yeah and yeah and like people are the... people are good with mechanics like yeah. the only the only one that was legitimately uh like difficult in in the scope of Destiny raiding anyway mm-hmm. was in the second raid Last Wish. Mm-hmm. There's an encounter in that that there is a mechanic that took people like 14 hours to figure out right. just that one encounter, and yeah. it's not even the final encounter. Yeah, yeah. like that was difficult. Um, yeah. but every other one is like people. It's there's only so much you can do in raiding. So there's like enough, enough, you do enough to where you're good at just prodding at stuff and being like, right, what does this do? Oh, totally. okay, okay, I'll figure it out. And I'll bet you that would be. But, amazing fun but i am not in a position where i could ever like just say 
I am checking out for 12 hours from the rest of the world. Let's just fucking do this. Like, as yeah. cool as it would be, because my, my intention was always to, at some point, get a group of people together, none of which who had done any of this and knew nothing about the raid, to just go. And that just doesn't seem Oh, you, you would fun. have been there for weeks. Right, yeah, you that's what I mean. You would never have figured it out, yeah. Which is actually why I'm enjoying... Um, the little bit of GTFO we played because there is an element of that, but I mean it's much much lower scale. But because yeah. of the way they're doing, they're rolling out their levels where it's like they're doing these things. They're do, they're called rundowns, which is like a linked set of like twelve levels where they don't talk about mechanics and you can only do them. So like you have to you have to complete the first one, which opens up the next four, and then you do those four, and then it opens up the next two and whatever it is. And yeah. each of them have and they're they're doing raid stuff where they're like building they're they're introducing mechanics that you pay off in the next level. There's a lot of unknown you, stuff. You build on and yeah. Yeah. So like a big part of that game is like they've got like a terminal access system where like, okay, we need to, the thing we need is in this zone. And then you get you, you work your way towards that zone and you're like, oh, this door has a needs this key. So you go find the key and the key's in this thing, which you need to query and ping on the map and dro- like I was gonna say you you must be flipping your shit over the whole like fucking database pinging thing it's a that you bad, do in that game. It's, it's a bad console system. Like it's not efficient yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Like it's got tab completion. Of course not, but it's not meant to be. That's the But it's got like it's it's like halfway there. It's got like tab completion and like command history, but like the commands themselves are so archaic and you're just like just let me do the thing. Um, although I did see that somebody had built a uh, command line helper for that game that runs next to the game that is like... Oh, that's good. Explains yeah. commands. and it, That game's fucking wild. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm enjoying the discovery process in that game where I know basically nothing about that game and I definitely don't know anything yeah. past that first level where you're like, okay, let's figure out what we actually have to do here. And like, we did like seven or eight runs in like three hours and we definitely had a point where we were like this is doable it's execution now and that's yeah that's that's, that, that, that's the the turn it's, it's the same in raids like the turning point in raids like the encounter that we've not beat yet yeah. the last encounter in garden is literally just it's just execution like execution. we know what we're doing we're like, doing we know it. we know what we're doing we just fuck up on execution every so often yeah. and that's what kills us the margin Which of is error the is so small yeah that garden is one of the the few raids in any game that I've seen that has a very little margin of error for raiding. You yeah. can normally get away with some stuff in raids, but that one is like, if like three goblins get to that thing and sacrifice, you're dead. Like yep, it's just totally. out. It's um, interesting. But... Oh, totally. And the, the other thing I'm, I'm always interested to know that I probably need to check in after we're done with some of these more is how much of the stuff we're doing in those raids specifically is like optimized or is it just the way it's done so like in in scourge for example the the bit with um the even leviathan with, sorry no i mean with scourge um the oh no wait sorry no maybe it was leviathan it was leviathan we've not done scourge yet so I don't oh know right what sorry uh, yes so be leviathan so what was the one we were doing that we hadn't finished garden garden, garden salvation sorry Scourge is a different one. Um, in Leviathan, Scourge is the one before it. That's... Yeah, in Leviathan, we were doing the bit where you have to, where you split into two teams, and there's like you have to deliver the moats to the pillars outside the circle, and then like trade out with people as you're delivering moats. Oh yeah. So like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, because you always have to have people with a buff and all this. There's all this stuff. How much of that is like, this is just the way you have to do this, or like, this is the optimal way to do this in terms of like chance of completing it because it feels like that system is it feels like when we got into the flow of doing that it was so 
the timings and everything was so exact that it felt like this yeah. was the solution as opposed to like we figured out a way of doing this in a way that's I, I honestly that's that's a question that you'll probably never know because it would right. take people really sitting down and doing a bunch of hardcore mathematics to figure out like optimal right. timings for stuff yeah which as much as as much as raiding in any game is about a group of people doing doing the most optimal thing they can do as a group mm-hmm. like communicate in terms of communicating and executing and stuff like that it's not about doing it in the most optimal way possible it's about doing it in an optimal way enough to where you can beat the encounter yeah, totally it's, it's, about, it's about getting which, it done really it's getting that finished is the thing yeah. and i'll bet because that because it was a thing that kept coming up with with as we were doing the raids where you were the, a couple of times we were like you could probably do this in two cycles if everyone was on game but you yep. need to be like because a bunch of us are coming in without the experience or or um just like not straight up not leveled enough then we need to do it we need yeah. to take a different approach to it um i still can't do jumping puzzles for shit still that's never gonna I mean, change yeah, that's never gonna change um maybe try not using a controller let's even controller would not change those jumping puzzles no way um but yeah no it's it's been fun doing that thing like yeah the, the moment yeah. where you all get into the flow and it's just like we're just doing this is yeah excellent yeah it's good um so yeah what we've got coming up um bu- 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 bunch bu- of videos right yes yeah, so, well in terms of games actually that are coming out so obviously Xbox oh, okay. on friday um yep. there's a game called cloudpunk that comes out thursday which i've been following which is like a kind of cyberpunky voxel story-based thing where you're piloting a um you're a courier in a cyberpunk town it looks very cool i've been following it for a while okay that comes cool. out in the 23rd um, and then 28th there's a game called moving out which is like hey what if overcooked but you were a moving company which oh yeah like- I've, I've seen people play the early access version of that it looks uh interesting yeah um so that's that's coming out in basically everything so i'd, I'd, I'd probably want to pick that up at some point um and i think that's everything that's coming out for a while um i was gonna say i, I think it's kind of it goes it, we kind of go dark a little bit at this point because yeah. i mean nobody was planning stuff for the summer anyway because e3 time is usually pretty quiet but maybe some stuff yeah. comes out that changes that who knows like maybe people just uh, launch maybe. stuff early or gears gears tactics that comes out at some point gears tactics maybe comes out the right. next week yeah um which maybe I that's all right um who knows who knows um yeah in terms why of why is there why is there a why is there a thing on steam for a an HD remake of Beyond the Steel Sky. Why is that a thing? Oh yeah, I wishlisted that a while ago. They announced that okay. a while ago. That game's awesome. Like, okay. Uh, is there a date on that? No, it's it's just coming soon, but it's in like the the list I'm looking at. Wow. Yeah, uh, that game's That's awesome. weird. All right, sure. People, that game is still freely available on um, GOG. If you sign up for a GOG account, you get that game for free. People should go play that. It's an old ass adventure game that is very good. It's like a oh, um, beyond the steel sky, yeah, yeah. That, beneath I the steel remember sky. playing that game a lot as a yep, youth. It was, was great. Um, in terms of site stuff, we had our video with Arc Knights video and the archive of my um, Steam Spring Festival games. Um, yeah, went up this week. At the day you hear this tomorrow, there will be a. 
think tomorrow is Cook Serve Delicious 3, where we played a bunch of that, which was very fun. And then Tactical Breach Wizards, both of which are beta and early access versions of those games. Um, Tactical Breach Wizards is a new game from the guys who made Gunpoint and Heat Signature, um, where we yeah. still look at the beta for that. That game was cool. Yeah, that game was very cool. Um, yeah, we should probably do something at XCOM when it comes out, just to oh, show boy. off a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll probably do something Cloudpunk if it's worth looking at. And we should maybe get together and try that moving out thing because we can do stuff online. That we, yeah. We figured out how that technology works, that. so we should probably try yeah. that. Yeah. That's um, an impressive bit of technology, by the way. Right. That's yeah. Um, apart cool from idea. the initial hiccups that you I've kind of hidden as best I can in the Cook Serve Delicious video, but like the fact that we were playing that game as if we were sitting next to each other on a couch, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So, yes, gamingstart.com is the name of the website. You can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts are be up there. We are on youtube.com slash gamingstart. If you subscribe, you will get notified when new stuff goes up on there. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Game Engine Start, you'll find us there. Podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. We uh, we will see you in two weeks, hopefully. Probably still in the exact same position we are. Um, everyone stay well, safe yeah. and enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you then. Goodbye. See you later.